people are essentially doing the wrong thing. It's like you wouldn't drive a car without having driving lessons. Mm. You wouldn't try to fly a plane just because you can apparently make five grand. You, you know, you know, you wouldn't attach your own harness and try to bungee jump. You won't. So I mean, for as long as people doing these kind of things, you know. Someone decides they want to fly a helicopter without any training, without any idea what they're doing, and they crash. Does that mean flying a helicopter is dangerous? No. Welcome to Trade Happy. Welcome back to another Traders Podcast episode. Sit back, grab a notepad and pen, and take some notes. If you're new here, please consider hitting the subscribe button and more podcasts just like this one. Traders, if you have any questions that you would like to ask our next guest, drop them in the comments below. I'm sure he'll be happy to answer them. Um, I'll reply to every single comment. So if you have any questions at all, if you have any guests that you would like to be on the podcast, drop them down below as well. Today's guest has a rich history of a side of trading that most retail traders don't get access to. Um, He's worked with brokerages, one of the top brokerages in the world, um, and he's now come over and he's learned trading from world-class traders, and he's now doing his own service, mentoring, signals. We thought it'd be really good to get him on the podcast today and give you guys some of the advice that he's learned over the years of trading at a different level to most. So if you do enjoy the podcast, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Please welcome Dwayne. So for anyone that doesn't know who you are, can you just tell us a bit about yourself? Yes, uh, my name is Dwayne, Dwayne, I go by Dwayne FX. Um, I've been trading uh, professionally now uh, for I'd say two to three years. Um, in regards to having verified trading results. Um, and I uh, represent a company called Ace Signal. So how did you actually get started in trading? Where did it all begin? Um, I initially started uh, working in the industry um, in sales, um, and I did that for approximately about six years, um, working at some of the leading brokerages. I uh, essentially went on from there and, and kind of pushed on, uh, you know, my my kind of passion for trading. Um, I was around it every single day. Um, I was speaking to traders like yourself um, and found it to be quite inspiring, um, not to mention the possibilities of, of winning uh, money. Mm. Um, so it's always been uh, something that's caught my attention, um, although... I was in a position where I saw the majority of people losing money. Yeah. And did that like make you weary about getting into it or? Definitely did. I mean, you know, with the whole stigma around um, trading and and the majority of people losing, um, it it does kind of make it a little bit more of a challenge um, to even, or or risk to even want to dip your toes into, Mm. so to speak. Um, but yeah, you know, when, when, like I say, you know, when you're in that industry and you're seeing it and you're talking to all these traders, you do get a chance to speak to those that are also winning. Um, and you get, get, you know, you're in a position where you can actually essentially judge 
or make a judgment of uh, why people are winning or why people are losing, um, as well as kind of getting feedback on that. Um, and, you know, I came to know that the majority of people uh, that do lose, uh, most of, more often than not, it's a matter of them being uh, misinformed or uh, uninformed completely. So just not knowing what they're doing, rushing in, uh, staking wrong or picking the wrong asset class or wrong type of leverage or account, things along those mm. lines. And working on that side of the industry, was there anything that you that you noticed in the winning traders consistently? Um, it's, it's always a, it's always a, one of those questions, kind of open, open-ended mm. questions because what defines a professional trader is quite subjective. Um, I mean, I would suggest, or from my experience, uh, someone that has a plan and essentially sticks to that plan um, and is consistent while using that plan would would definitely contribute a lot to what would contribute to a successful uh, trader or a professional trader by status. Um, so yeah, again, it's, it's, it's having a good idea of what you're actually investing in um, and the behavior of what you're investing in because, you know, all, all asset classes are completely different. You know, trading the pound against the dollar and the yen against the dollar, completely mm-hmm. different, different markets, although they, you know, they both move in the same direction when the dollar gets stronger. Um, the general behaviors are completely different. Yeah. And can you briefly describe your your strategy or your trading plan? Um, I, I'm very much a sentiment trader, um, just as that's my preferred approach in, in regards to refining my entries or uh, defining a, a good position to enter or, or take or a particular market to to to, to trade. I mean, I, I personally only trade uh, the majors major FX mm-hmm. pairs um, as, as they are massively bound by limitations um, as in you know they they rarely trend um, or they can generally only trend for so long uh, before coming back down uh, which allows you know position management um, and staking um, and risk management uh, to be, be a little more calculated um, in my opinion um, so yeah, I, I trade the foreign exchange majors only. Um, I mean, for example, I'll give you an example. If you were to look at uh, the Aussie dollar at the moment, that's had a good run, um, a run upwards. It, it will always come back down at some stage. Um, so even if you're caught in the in the middle of the market, for example, in it or in you know you've gone in the wrong direction. Um, more time than not, you will also always get the opportunity to come back out. Of that trade if you haven't already stopped yourself mm. and so do you think that like newer traders or not profitable traders that have seen what you've seen have their stops a little bit too tight um you think they should give it more I, uh, it, it, like, I mean it, i think it's wrong to kind of attach too many rules uh to, to trading and I think that's a common mistake that people mm-hmm. make um, if you are for example 
you know, if you were, if you were, you know, if, if you're trading dollar Swiss at the moment, that's near enough at the bottom end of its cycle, you know, lifetime cycle, and you wanted to buy dollar strength from there, you know, putting a tight stop loss would probably be a bad move. It'd be better off taking a, a smaller stake position uh, with the with the intention of perhaps waiting out or holding that position on in a longer term or you're trading the dollar swiss which is a slower moving market which does maybe 40 60 pips a day as opposed to selling the pound against the, the dollar or trading uh, you know cable or euro dollar which you'd find is you know you're still buying into dollar strength by selling uh but you'd be you know if you look at a chart now you know that's that's mid-range you know it's you know your, your risk ratios to the upside or downside are, are, are massive mm. so you may want to tighter stop loss there you may want to come out and you know you may want to place a sell and say look if if it doesn't break downwards now i mean it can go up and up and up you know we can we can expand here uh so you know it really does depend uh, and it's really good to get a profile um really good to get a profile on each market and um, before trading it um so you can establish individual rules mm. Uh, especially depending on the market conditions as well. Yeah, and you mentioned um, like a misconception that people think that they need to have, you know, strict rules or lots of rules to trade profitably. Um, what are some other misconceptions that some people have about successful traders? Um, it's uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean. That 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 one would definitely be the main mm. one. That you know that there's p- particular rules which can you can apply to absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, I think people commonly are are are, are, are um, misled by how much you should trade with as well. Um, retail traders, especially you know most retail traders, you can trade with you know two grand, five grand, most definitely. Um, but you you better have the patience yeah. to trade the two grand or five grand. I think people have a misconception that trading's you know fun or you know exhilarating. Then I find it to be absolutely the, the opposite. You know, you spend most of your time being analytical, uh, which you can find some joy in uh, placing trades, managing them trades when you're wrong because we're all going to be wrong at times. Um, and it's it's quite the opposite. It's quite a, a boring process, and I think you'll find most uh, investors or traders and in, in most fields or trading any asset class would probably agree, unless you're at a huge fund trading billions in in commodities or something of that mm. sort. And at like the start of the conversation, you mentioned that you've been trading for a few years now in terms of with a track record. Where did you actually learn to trade? Did you take a course or did you have like a mentor that you looked up to? I had a mentor. Um, I was, you know, as we all are, self-taught initially, you know, teaching ourselves, you know, bad habits. I think what you find is when you first start trading, most traders would usually, uh, especially you start in a demo, etc. you know, people usually... You know, linger towards gold or the Dow Jones, something like trends. And you find that, you know, initially you, you get in, you make some good profits, whether it be a demo or not. 
and you know your decision making potentially will be uh, quite good uh, most of the time when you start um, and it, it tends to get worse because what happens is we, we teach ourselves bad habits um, along the way and that's where the misinformation comes you know mm. we, we go on baby pips we read you or look on YouTube for example and Sometimes we're receiving the right information in the wrong dosages or the wrong dosages of the wrong information, you know. Um, and that's where the issue becomes. So I had a mentor that essentially took me on and ironed out those mistakes. Um, a trader that was very, very astute um, himself. He'd actually been taught himself by Merrill Lynch traders, uh, ex-Deutsche Bank traders, and worked in a fund, a small fund, a family fund, and he took me on. He was one of my uh, close close friends, wow. actually. Um, and he actually uh, put me on the straight path. And, um, you know, I, I, I stand by the fact that no matter who kind of mentors you in this kind of, when it's trading, you know, you can have the best mentor, you can have the best information, but there is a psychological element and there is an element which essentially uh, you need to kind of apply yourself. You need your own initiative um, to essentially put everything together because your mental can't always be there. Um, your mental can't always be there to kind of hold your hand. Uh, and once you are, you know, trading independently, the markets are unforgiving and they change all the time. You know, if you consider where are we now, we're in, we're in uh, September. In the last 12 months, in the last year, we've had so much shifts in the market, especially if we're considering a foreign exchange market or even the share market. You know, we've got US-China mm. trade wars, Brexit, we've got a slowing global economy, we've got zero interest rates. When these things change, you know, there's no rule book, regardless of what you've been taught. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, initiative plays a, a big part. And like, obviously having the right mentor can help you massively. Do you think that anyone with the right mentor can be profitable, consistently profitable? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd say anyone trading the right strategy uh, can be consistently profitable. But I reiterate, you know, it's definitely down to that individual to maintain the discipline and be able to grow um, with the markets. You know, if they're lucky enough to be able to stay in contact with the mentor uh, throughout their process or their journey, then that's brilliant. Um, but yeah, it's very individual. It's um, it's very individual unless you are kind of prop trading. Um, you know, where where your mentor is overlooking you or shadowing you, like I say, um, it, it, you do need that independence and that ability to use your own initiative and uh, use the rules that you've been taught to adapt. Yeah, and when you were learning, um, what did you find most difficult when learning to trade? If anything. Um, uh, that's a good question. I'd say, um, I wouldn't say, I, I, I'd say it's quite diff different actually, you know, at, at the beginning, it was when I was first kind of being taught 
because I'd been trading by myself and, and being a break-even mm-hmm. trader, um, I found as time went on, so initially things, you know, started to sap, everything cleared up, you know, oh, you know, I can see where I was going wrong, you know, I fixed those habits and, and things started to look up and I became profitable. Um, but as I say, you know, over time, things get a lot more difficult, you know, especially as a psycholo- psychological uh, psychological element um, starts to play its part Um, and when you've been profitable for three or four months it's very difficult to continue as you are without altering you know staking or wanting more to trade with or wanting more at the markets and that may be me personally Um, I'm not too sure but um, that's where you know the discipline comes and yet again it it becomes something you come to the reality that this is never going to be something driven by adrenaline Mm. um it's a slow calculated game especially a strategy that i'm using um which can easily take you know give you five to eight percent a month um but that's this is basically as good as it gets Mm. and what do you think is the most important personality trait for a trader um the most important personality trait <laughs> um not too sure uh it's it's very it's i've i I wouldn't say there's any one particular personality trait, okay. you know, because there's personally there's traits which I may have. For example, uh, let's use greed as an example because that's that's one that's yeah. a, that's one that's used very commonly. So, greed is something obviously where yeah, again a misconception or it can be misconstrued um, because. A greedy trader essentially may want, or it may be seen that someone that's greedy may want more out of the markets. So, you know, they may uh, risk more, perhaps, or overtrade or overstake. But then I've come across greedy traders that are just greedy and they just like money and they like winning a lot. So whereas others may take extra risks or hold on to positions longer, or leave longer, wider stop losses, or take more positions. Someone's more greedy in the sense that they have agreed for money and having money and wanting the money there, and they take pride in seeing a higher balance. So their greed stops them from making silly decisions. Their greed mm. enables them to take positions out of the market uh, more responsibly or, or more sensibly. So it really depends on how you're trading the markets, how you're, you know, how you're appropriating the personality trait that you may have. Um, there's some of the best fund managers that's ever lived that have taken ridiculous amounts of risk. Um, you know, does that does that make them more, you know, dangerous of a trader, a more uh, less risk adverse trader, or are they able to use their gumptions to kind of make key decisions uh, which had brought them the results? Mm. I've never actually heard anyone 
turn greed when trading into a positive. Um, I think that's quite a good perspective on it, actually. So, what's the? Go on, I mean, are you going to say something? Yeah, so just just to kind of uh, yet again, I, I just don't think there's any particular rule, mm. uh, and this is where people, I, I, in my experience, people go very wrong. Oh, um, you know, I'm, I've had traders come to me that I've said, well, um, you know, I, I get really nervous, and you know, you can you can definitely you know use that use that trait as as something as mm. as a positive. You know, once you've generated enough confidence keep those nerves don't come out of that shell stay stay wary don't don't ever change your stake size don't ever sell uh you know a market mid-market wait two weeks for another opportunity you know these kind of things can end up being very yeah. useful yeah um so obviously there's so many people trading the market so many different types of people how should traders define success as a trader? Um, I'd, I'd say consistency. Um, any consistency you get out of the market is is, is rewarding. Um, you know, I, I tend not to focus on the amounts, you know, that they're trading, or the amounts of gains or profits, and more about the ratio of winning. Um, the more you win, the more profitable you are. It comes hand in hand. Um, so that'd probably be my answer mm. to that. And um, what would you say is the worst piece of advice you've ever been given? Mm-hmm. Buy low, so high. Really? <laughs> um, worst bit of advice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult, you know. Yeah, again, because some things will work for others and some some won't work for others, you know. I'd say, you know, those kind of things, I'd, I'd, I'd say pretty dangerous, you know. Buy low, sell high, you know. Things that are ambiguous, things that, you know, you can't really take an analytical approach on. You know, people say, oh, you know, go with the trend. Like, on what? On, on, on which market? On, on which time frame? For how long? Mm. You know, you know I, I I see a massively dangerous thing to do. Um, you know, what, what would then be the point of your analytics? What are you then analyzing if you're happy to take a trade late? If you're happy to miss an opportunity? Or where would your ideal entry be? You know, just kind of getting in and following something without having assessed where the route where it may have been uh, is quite dangerous mm. and what would you say is the best piece of advice um, stake low stake low keep your stakes as low as possible it's about winning it's not about making money mm. yeah I, I advise all new traders never ever to trade anything higher than 0.01, regardless of what you have in your account. Get used to winning. Psychology, psychology is a huge thing here. Um, 
and that is a, that is a good good piece of advice stay mm. close and what do you see in winning traders that you don't see in losing traders patience definitely patience and how can someone develop um, that Ah, that's that's a hard <laughs> that's a hard question. I'm still working on my own patience here. Um, I guess it comes down to your perception of of what trading is. Yet again, you know, if you expect to get some kind of rush from coming in, don't get me wrong. If you're a scalper or you know, to mention your your approach here, but generally, um, if you're if you're using a controlled strategy you're going to have to have patience one to wait for an opportunity uh to then to wait for the right time to enter for that opportunity uh you usually have patience managing the position because that's usually most of the work um and then the patience to obviously continually do that over and over again um and it, it just comes down to your perception. If you have a somewhat of a calm approach, or there's a calm in you, and there's no kind of want or need for instant gratification or this, you know, a rush or any adrenaline here, then I guess the patience will come, come mm. with that. Um, so massively down to your perception of what you're doing. It's an investment, it's a tool. Um, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Um, so yeah. And for anyone that is profitable out there, um, but they're looking to make six or seven figures trading, what advice would you give them? Six or seven figures trading, as in annually? Yeah, yeah. not daily. Ah, <sighs> get. Go and get yourself a good bank to start with. <laughs> to make to make six figures, um, for example, if you start with fifty grand and you want to end up with six figures, you're looking at one hundred percent year, which would probably make you one of the best traders yeah. in the world. Um, like I, like I say, you know, you've got to be realistic. Um, if you have six figures to start with, then you want to make another year again. If you want to double that. Seriously, seriously good results. Um, you know, start with a million if you want to make six figures and make ten percent. Start with eight hundred grand. You know, um, it's a. I believe it's a, you know it's a process of compounding. Not everyone's going to have a huge amount of money, but you know, yeah, again, that's where the patience comes into it. Starting with fifty grand and make taking over two to five percent a month isn't a bad thing. If you if you plan to do that for the next five or ten years, you'll get there. Yeah. True. So, if you could give one piece of advice to a new trader, what would it be? Um. Find find the right the right mentor. Find the right information. Um. Find people with actionable kind of physical results um or some sort of 
credibility um, and consider what type of trader you'll be. Um, not everybody's going to be a foreign exchange trader. Not everyone's going to be a, a, you know, some people prefer to be a trend trader because they'd rather put a trade on that run, you know. Um, yeah, find the right information. Um, try to avoid taking in too much information um, from different sources because you just become misinformed um, and essentially develop habits, bad habits. Mm. Um, the worst thing to do is trade while you're confused. Yeah. And what would you say makes you a profitable trader? Um, um, I don't know. I mean, like I say, the strategy I use is um, very good. Um, it's done me well. Um, it's a matter of kind of knowing, knowing what a win is and knowing when you truly lost. Mm. And so let's say you didn't have that strategy. Do you reckon you would still be profitable today? No. Okay. And I, unless someone else gave me a winning strategy. Mm. So anyone that lo- is looking to develop their own strategy, do you have any tips? Um, well, yeah, I mean, just, just always consider longer term, I'd say. Um, if you're going to develop a strategy, which I'd say is something that's extremely difficult to do, um, or even if you're going to adapt the strategy to suit yourself, uh, take take a longer look, take a long term view on whatever you're trading. If you're going to trade the pound, if you're going to trade the dollar, if you're going to trade uh, the Nasdaq, have a look at it. You know, it's it's a lot more than just a TA, a technical, you know, technical approach or fundamental approach or, you know, these markets, as I say, they have independent or individual uh, behaviors. Um, They're affected by multiple different things. Um, The the better understanding you have of the asset, uh, the more comfortable you'll feel when refining your position entries and exiting and trading it when, uh, you know, when managing a position around a fundamental move, um, you know, people dive into technical analysis, but it's what are you analyzing? Um, that's, that's often the question I ask people. Mm. And what is some non-conventional advice that you'd give to a trader that wants to succeed? Um, maybe maybe I don't, I'm not too sure you know I've been one of the one of the good bits of advice, which maybe is a bit more conventional, though, is you know don't chase don't chase your losses. 
uh, don't kind of revenge trade. Mm. Yeah, that's it's never. This is just never going to work. It's never going to, you know. As someone gave me a great example, actually. Um, Swiss chap, he's a professional trader. And when he was explaining, he actually gave an analogy. And it's if you kind of stood on top of a building with 50 people, 60 people, 100 people, um, and everyone took a 20-pound note and threw that in the air, or wrote their initials on it and threw it off the building. The chance of you going back downstairs or going to the ground and finding that note that you lost or, or, or threw off that building is, is, is the chance is so, is just so low, you know, but the chance of you finding someone else's 20 pounds is much higher. So essentially, if you are trading in a market, a liquid market, everyone's trading that market. If you've made the loss and you've lost some money, don't try to chase back what you lost. Find a new opportunity. Mm. Find a new, uh, find a new opportunity for, to make some more money elsewhere. Move on. That's good. That's good. Um, that's a good analogy, actually. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to say? And also, where can people find you? Um, people find me at the, well, me and the team. Um, www.acesignals.com um, we are available around the clock um, what to say to people yeah I think just generally is uh, you know just clear up some stigmatisms around trading like, you know people are quite afraid and don't really want to get involved and um, but I, I just feel like a, a lot of the you know people that do lose and uh, where all of these kind of uh, stereotypes maybe have come from are people essentially doing the wrong thing. It's like you wouldn't drive a car without having driving lessons. Mm. You wouldn't try to fly a plane just because you can apparently make five grand. You, you know, you, know, you wouldn't attach your own harness and try to bungee jump. You won't. So, I mean, for as long as people doing these kind of things, you know, someone decides they want to fly a helicopter without any training, without any idea what they're doing, and they crash, does that mean flying a helicopter is dangerous? No, I wouldn't say so. Yeah, that's good, actually. Yeah, so thanks for getting on the podcast today.